0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you today. Thanks for coming out and uh, saying a a good goodbye to us. And thank you for all your kind comments and things. We're overwhelmed, aren't we, uh, Kathy? We really are, and for those of you who are here for the first time, if you don't like my message today, this is my last one, so check out the church again, won't you? Uh, You know, I promise you guys, I'm not going to ruin it for you today, okay? I really aren't. Uh, And uh, yeah, I've met some folks over here, great to see you guys, well done for coming. And Pastor Emmanuel, great to have you in church today, and all of you checking in on the live stream, and for those. Those of you who are making sure I am going, uh, thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Pastor Nick said in the first service, he said, you couldn't get Pastor Mark not to go without doing a series. So I'm just squeezing in the second part of a second part series. And I do want to... Kind of say some final words. Hopefully we can, we can uh, enjoy some things and hopefully there'll be some moments for you to reflect on as well. Transform lives. Transforming lives. Let's talk about some spiritual strategies about that. Can I read you what I hope is an appropriate scripture to deposit in your heart? Philippians chapter 2. And verse 12 begins a passage that says this. It's Paul in his farewell speech to the Philipp- Philippian church. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, and you have been dear friends to Kathy and I, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue. BCC, continue. Continue. BCC, continue. Oh, I I might wake you up in a minute. BCC, continue. You know, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's God who's working in you. It's his presence, it's his personality that's working in you. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine amongst them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ. That I did not run or labor in vain. But even now, if I am being poured out like a drink offering on sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, and you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Don't make today so sad. Rejoice with me of all the things we've done together. (laughs) Rejoice at the stories we've got together. Rejoice that I haven't broken too much today like I normally do. Many of you uh, don't realize this, but for our team, I'm a nightmare. I'm an absolute nightmare. I break more things in this church. No wonder we have to be generous. It's to make up some of the things I have not broken already. I want to say to you, how, how significant do you feel? For some of you, you are quite strong in your personality and you know that you're here to make an impact and and some of you are even such strong people that it's get out the way because I'm coming through. Sometimes though all of us, no matter how strong we are, we all look up to the sky and see the vastness of the cosmos or, or you see the blue planet with David Attenborough telling us what to do all the time, and, you know, and uh, or Brian Cox, and I don't know about you, but I feel small sometimes, don't you? The complexity of the world, the, the pandemic blowing through the world and changing everybody's life, and, and you know, the difficulties that we see in our church in, in India and, and and things not being in our control, it makes me feel a little bit, as if everything's going on around us and I have little influence. And there are times when I feel a little bit small. Anybody with me? You know, uh, even, even the very positive amongst us sometimes think, ooh, that's a bit strong. But I want to say to you, a church changes lives of individuals that otherwise would have been lost. And that actually what's happening here, it's God who's working in you. It's God who's changing the seasons. And so rejoice with me because God must, if he's got a plan for me and Kathy, he must have a plan for you. He must have something for you. He must have another level and another season and some more adventures for you to walk in. And although I'm not going to be flippant about that, I want you to rejoice with me that God is at work amongst us. And I want to point your attention to him and not ignoring your love and affection for us. We care about you so much. But church is about the stories of the heroes that make it up. I think about Ure, who was leading worship one morning and, and leads worship as her baby had just died. And she leads worship in the first service, goes in between the services, buries little Richie, and then comes back and leads worship in the second service. And and as the pastor, I'm thinking, is this just an A-type personality uh, that's just not ignoring their grief? But actually, the Holy Spirit kind of shows me she needs to do this. Let her do this. Let her pour out the oil of anointing on the Lord's feet and let her do that as a part of her grief. I think about George Massey sleeping by the side of the canal just by the other side of the church. And George wakes up as a homeless person sleeping on the canal and hears our church singing. Because, you know, sometimes when we really get into full voice, it really does reverberate through this community. And you must keep being a worshiping church. And when those masks come off, let those lungs fly because God is glorified in your praise. And George hears you singing, and he says to himself, I love their singing. I wonder if they'll accept me. And George is embraced and comes and is a part of the church, and Glenda Thomas takes him under her wing and visits him and makes him a part of things, and we chat to him, and he becomes a part of things. I think of Florette who her husband was killed in the persecution of being a, a committee Christian in, in one of the African countries. And I think of Florette, she comes here and comes to our membership course. And at the end of the membership course, she kind of says to us, you know what, in all my times being in church, I don't think I've ever really accepted Jesus. And at the end of the the membership course, she says a simple prayer and comes to Christ, having been a churchgoer all of her life. I wonder if that's where you're at today. You think going to church is enough, but actually you need to come to Jesus. Going to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Being in a garage doesn't make you a car. Being in church doesn't make you a Christian. Coming to Jesus makes you a Christian. And so Florette accepts the Lord, and then Florette, has a terminal cancer and we're in her room and and because of the mix of her family, there are several Muslim um, people in her hospital room with her as she has her last breaths. And she says to me, Pastor Mark, I I just love that song, 10,000 Reasons, and and as I take my last breaths, would you sing it to me? And me and Kathy are doing our best, you know. We're singing uh, over her as she slips into eternity and I'm thinking to myself who wants to go to eternity with me singing to them so I put my phone by her ear and turn on the track and we sing along with it and a tear runs down her eye as she comes into the presence of Jesus you see real people with real lives with real stories is what I'm going to take with me I think of Grace, who's nine years old, eight, seven years old. She comes to me at, the, at this actually right here. And she, she kind of pulls my shirt and says, Pastor Mark, there are angels in the roof. And I'm thinking, what a lovely thing. And Grace goes to be with the Lord only four weeks later. You see... There's more going on here than you realize. There's spiritual things happening. I think of Will Neville, who's semi-homeless, is homeless. And Leon invites him to church and invites him into the family of God. And now Will is one of the most key strategic workers for the homeless in the city. You see... You may never be famous, but it's God who works in you. And you're changing lives individually. And unusual things are happening. And it may not get the press. But you see, for us, for those of you who think church may not be the same without Kathy and I, understand... That it's the people that make up the church that are the real story, and I'm not doing us down. The bedrock is your story, your testimony, and the way that thing God helps you. I remember, I remember particularly when we had one of our international services on um, on a family festival, and, and the Russian. Nation had just invaded the Ukraine. Nation, I look up, and there's a Russian lady and a Ukraine lady holding the Ukraine flag, praising God together. You see, it's that that changes things in our world, right here. And I want to say to you that it's those stories and your story that really is the bedrock of church. There's an amazing things that are going on here. And you mustn't lose that. One of the deepest and abiding beliefs in the very fabric of who I am is the thought that every single one of us, and you today, wherever you're watching from, and you who perhaps may be new to our company today, every single one of us has a purpose in God. It is God who works in you to work and do His good pleasure. It is Him. From the very moment that I became a Christian, I never went to church. I I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was completely secular, had no idea about God, did not understand what you're supposed to do in church. And When I became a Christian, I said what is called the sinner's prayer, and I had some things that I really had to be forgiven from. But as I looked up into after praying that prayer and asking my first question is am I going to heaven and and the youth leader assured me say yes you are but the second question or, or the second real impression was that I have now a purpose in my life that there is a rhyme and reason for me being here you see the whole idea of the transform lives is that we have a profound purpose that will affect other people. In short, some of you need to hear this you are significant. In Christ, all because of Him, all of that caveat, but you have been hearing your history, hearing lies, hearing things that keep you from being significant. And you need to put those things away now and begin to say, it is God who works in me for his good pleasure. And nothing can stop that. Can I hear an amen, church? (laughs) See, the one reason, one of the reasons why the Scripture talks about you shining like stars Understand when it was written that many people believed that stars were divine things. Not in the Bible, of course, but when the Bible uses that, it is promoting your significance greatly. When Paul says you're shining like stars, some of the secular people of that day thought the stars were like divine beings. Paul is saying, you've got cosmic significance. And I know, and I want to speak into you today because I can smell it in my spirit that some of you are going to dismiss this and say, I'm not that significant. And I've come by today not to just have a last service, but to do some work in God, to roll that back in your life and say, you are significant. In the very end of time, Daniel, in his book, uh, an apocalyptic book, he says the significance of the believer is highlighted in chapter 12, verse 3. He says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You are significant. Here is my parting gift for you you are highly significant. In Christ and in God, you may never be famous. And apparently, being famous is a bit more, a bit less than it's cracked out to be anyway. You may never be famous, but you are significant. It is God who works in you. Transform lives transforming other lives. There are some spiritual strategies for passing it on. How are you going to live out this significance? What is it that you can take from today as, as your food? Paul said, Therefore, my dear friends, not as you, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence but also in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that works in you to will and to act in order to fill his good purpose. You see, number one, it takes some gravitas to be part of a church. To understand that it's really important and that church is, is to be a priority and that our relationship with Jesus is to be a priority. Actually, that actually it stops becoming an add-on and a bolt-on and something we do if we can fit it in, but we actually say, God's at work. How, how can we do this? What, you know, that we come to church, and, and I pray that you'll keep coming, that you come to church with the attitude, I wonder what God will do today for him, for me, for others. We've had interns who have worked here and who have seen Jesus walk from this side of the stage all the way across and be bowled over by the presence of God here. You see, it takes one or two people, all of us, to say, you know what? This is a big deal, being part of church. It's important and it's something of a a priority. Because real lives with real stories and real problems and real hurts and real sins, they are being changed. And that's important, folks. Another strategy is, as well as being important, as well as these big and high concepts, is that there are also details about church and community and your life that need to be attended to. Every single plan grinds down to a detail. And it takes one or two of us to answer this question. What's my responsibility around here? What, what is it around here that I can do to make it better for someone else? How, what weight can I carry? Now, of course, the maintenance team, when I've gone, they're going to have a lighter weight because, I mean, some of you think that this we did this stage D here as a a kind of uh, nice, you know, aesthetic thing. Actually, it's because I kept falling off the stage down the steps. I wonder what you could do around here. I wonder what you could do in your street. I wonder what you could do for someone else. You see... To, to live a real transforming life, it, you have to ask yourself the question, I wonder what my responsibility is. Don't change when I've gone from being the great serving church that you are, for being the person that reaches out to your neighbors in your street or stops and helps others. Don't change. Paul said, not only in my presence, but also in my absence, continue to work out your salvation. BCC, continue. Come on, BCC, say an amen for me. Continue. Continue. Things don't stop today. Things continue in a new season and hopefully new directions. I hope that the new minister gets to knock down the conservatory on the on the uh, terrace. Some of you love that thing. I've hated it for my whole 12 years, and I've failed. I've let you down. There's some things that I've not achieved. That's one of them. I know it's only a little thing, but can you tell how bitter and what a stronghold it is in my life? I walk out onto that terrace, and and that conservatory looks at me going, yeah, you never got me. You never got me. You had to raise the money to pay for me one of these days, invite me back with a hammer. (laughs) I've not been able to win everybody over. Some people have found my style not good. And I want to say to you, look at Jesus rather than me. Serve him. Serve him. He's bigger than me. He's better than me. He's more beautiful than me. Somebody said amen. (laughs) My gift to you is, hey, if I wasn't your cup of tea, then Jesus has got some coffee for you. He's got coffee for you. (laughs) A third way that we change and we live out our transformed life is that we bring this change through practical behaviors, Paul said to the Philippians, you know, he's telling these great things, God's amongst you. And then he says, Don't grumble. Just be practical in your faith. Hold out the word of life firmly. Don't don't be a grumbler. Don't be somebody who's always looking for an excuse not to join in. Remember, fourthly and lastly, I'm going to come into land. I thought about preaching for seven hours and see how polite you were on my last Sunday, but then it was a fleeting thought. And Kathy said, don't do that, as she often has said. Remember that there are some ongoing things that you have to keep fresh in your life in order to be a transforming person. First of all, you've got to build a healthy life. You've got to target the unhealthy things in your life and make sure you get God's answer about them. Jude chapter 1 verse 20 says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You've got to say to yourself, what is it about my life that's holding me back? Identify it and begin to say, I want to go to another level. Don't be those people that just have settled, build. Another strategy is you've got to belong. Do not be a Christian isolationist. Do not live your Christian life on your own. You need to belong in a real way. Belong to your street, belong to your workplace, but belong to your church. You know the Bible says that in Galatians chapter six verse ten it says, "We who have as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, but especially to the family of believers." Don't just come to church; be the church. Belong to church. And then another strategy is become. You know that God wants to call out gifts from you. He wants to call out roles in you. You have another level. You have a next level to go to, you really do. And God's going to bring someone who, to you who will speak differently. They won't be able to do the pastor shuffle because who would want to do that anyway? Um, you know, they'll speak differently, but they'll give you a fresh voice and they'll bring different things out of you so you go to the next level and become everything you're supposed to become. You know, the Bible doesn't have a kind of let's just make it through mentality. What the Bible says is, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of and the fullness of Christ what a great goal you know next level for you become your next gifted self become the next mature self look at your next level and say i want to go there and when i was thinking of these four strategies the last one is to be assigned you have an assignment in God. And basically, uh, when I first thought of it, I thought of the word besieged. And, and uh, I remember Johnny Lee, who was the youth leader there, uh, remember Johnny Lee with affection, don't we? The, you know, the, he, he said, can we really say to the congregation they're supposed to besiege things? You know, like a medieval castle. Surround them until they give in. I'm not sure that that would work. But what our heart was is God has got something for you, so why don't you stick at it until it changes? You might be a children's worker for a year, but for that whole year, you might impact children, and that was your assignment for that year. In fact, when Paul was becoming a Christian, uh, and when he reported it, he said this, The Lord said to me, Go to Damascus, and there you will be told what you have been assigned to do. God has got an assignment for you. Would you give me grace to make Kathy annoyed on the very last day? She hates doing this, but can you turn to your neighbor and say, you have an assignment in God. I am so going to pay for that later on. She so doesn't want me to take that to Kensington. She's so saying, you can't do that turn to your neighbor thing when we're in Kensington. Those posh folks down there won't do that. We'll see. Paul said, We, however, will not boast beyond our proper limits, but we will confine our boasting to the sphere of service that God has given us, that God Himself has assigned to us. And you were a great assignment, you were amazing. So this is how you change things. You change things by building, always building in your life. You change things by always, always belonging and never standing out. You see, this pandemic has taught us to be afraid of each other, to be separate from each other, but it's time to call each other back and say, let's belong to each other. We change things by becoming what our gifts are calling us to become and not backing away from that, and we change things by saying, God, you gave me an assignment. And I may not have done it in all the style that everybody else wanted, but I did it, and now I'm going to lay it down. So, I guess what I want to say to you is, I'm showing you an example. Not that I'm anything, but I'm showing you an example to sacrifice what's precious to you so you can serve. I'm showing you an example that God can ask you to do anything whenever he wants to because he's in charge, not us. I'm trying to show you an example. So continue to be my joy. Don't, don't give in now and throw the towel in or say, well, I'm going to look for another church and don't do any of that. Do something great for me. Be kind to the team here. Love Nick and Chloe as they step in the gap. Be kind to them. Be kind to the youth leaders, Jordan and Natasha, and be kind to the children's worker, Ellie. Be kind to the worship team under Pastor Kevin. Be kind to Paola and all the the staff. Be kind to the team here. Give them some grace as they carry weight. And can I ask you... Be good to the new leader. They'll have their quirky things, and that you'll, you'll say this, or oh, Pastor Mark wouldn't do that, and I will say, Praise God. They will do something different. Be kind and be good to the new leader. Can you hear an amen? God's got somebody great for you. Can I say, Be prayerful in this season. This is a time for prayer. This is a time to be praying for the elders. We have got a brilliant elders. They're making me look so good. But we have got great elders. But be prayerful for them in this season. Be prayerful about this church. That protection comes and vibrance comes. And today, if you don't know Jesus, you can find Jesus today by a simple prayer. It's time that some of you came home to Jesus. You've had enough of your questions answered, and actually the only reason that you haven't come to Jesus is not your questions. It's that bit of your heart that you won't want to give away. It's time to give that heart away to Jesus. He loves you so much. He's got such a great plan for you. Be prayerful in this season. And can I say to you, be present in this season both online but also come to the campus start building again in a few weeks time the lockdown will over and let's be present let's let's have the ability to welcome those people who need to see what church is like so lastly be my joy You're so much, you're so kind. Be my joy. Come on, let's change the world. With Jesus, we can do this. I know there's lots of bad news. But here's the good news and we've got to give it. Come on, let's change the world. God bless you.